Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Philly's most elegant annual pop-up picnic celebrates 10 years, and this year, they're treating it as a reunion of sorts. We've invited everyone from the 2012 event. And with so many iconic Philadelphia spots being utilized through the years, the big question is, where will the secret location be this year? This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Natanya DeBona, who is the co-host of the very famous now in Philadelphia, Dinay on Blanc. Some people know it as Dinner on Blanc. And we're in the middle of the middle of the city, in the middle of the street. You may hear the street sounds, which is very fitting because this is where you host your party, and sometimes in the middle of the street. And this is 10 years, right? So how, how are you yeah. feeling about 10 years? Feeling good, actually. I can see one of our old spots from where we uh, are speaking, and it's exciting. There's uh, We've had a lot of great spaces that we've utilized in Philadelphia. And I'm super excited about the 10th year. Do you think about that sometimes when you walk around the city? Like, been there, been there, been there? Absolutely. We had a preview party when we kicked off the 10th year. And all of the tables that were decorated represented each of the locations. And it's pretty incredible to see, you know, how many locations we've used and how magnificent they all were. And, of course, I'm always looking for a new spot and seeing what might be good for a future year. Let's walk down memory lane. So some of your favorite spots. Oh, I always say they're like children. There's not one favorite. But of course, you know, the first year um, at Logan Circle was really ideal in that it was designed by a French architect. It's, you know, 360 view of so much that's important to Philadelphia. And it just had a, a, a great intimate feel to it. So that, of course, was fabulous. We loved Avenue of the Arts, Broad Street. Art Museum was a goal of ours for our fifth anniversary. But there have been so many. And I love that, you know, such as Franklin Square, that people didn't know as adults. If they didn't live in the area or have little kids, they didn't maybe experience it that way. And now they've been going back. So we love um, highlighting new spaces to people too. I know that you like to focus on some special spaces for these round anniversaries, for the fifth anniversary. That was a big one, the um, art museum steps. I thought you would save that for like the 10th. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a, a really big one for us. But so no. what can be bigger than that? Well, I guess people see on August 18th. 
<laughs> what are you looking forward to with the 10th? I think just bringing back guests. We've invited everyone from the 2012 event. We have entertainers from various years that will be performing. I think I'm um, just reconnecting with friends and celebrating this event in this great city. What have you learned in 10 years? <laughs> Um, I've learned a lot about community. I mean, it's an incredible group of friends that have been created through this event. I've learned a lot working with different groups in Philadelphia who really care about this city and want to see it thrive. And I've seen so much, you know, so many different events come to this city in the 10 years. So it's, uh, it's been great. I've really enjoyed this experience. How has your experience as a co-host changed or evolved over the past 10 years? Because in the first year, nobody knew who you were and you want me to do what? You want me to bring all my stuff? What? Right. Yeah. The first year was definitely a lot of sales. We had to really convince people that this was something that they might be interested in doing. Of course, it started in Paris. So to have those pictures of the event by the Eiffel Tower at the Louvre really was enough to get people excited about the concept. But we definitely... Yeah. Like how many people? The first year we had 1,300. Um, Yeah, so, uh, but it was new to the country. It really had only happened in New York in 2011, just the year before. So it was an unknown concept. And, you know, sometimes we heard, well, we're not New York. We won't, you can't get Philadelphians to do that. And then that night when I stood there coming out of the Four Seasons at Logan Circle and looking at people from every direction coming with their tables and chairs, it was really gratifying to see that we we could get people to do it. And it really was a beautiful night. How many people are you expecting for the 10th anniversary? Last year, we went to 50%, so we were 3,000. This year, we're hoping to get a bit larger. We want to bring people back and get enough people you know, who want to enjoy the event kind of now that we're a little post-COVID in a way. And so probably 5,000. Five, from 1,300 to 5,000. In 10 years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you also had a, like, a lull there because of COVID. How did that impact the organization here in Philadelphia? Yep. So we did not have the event in 2020. And then we came back in 2021 at Rittenhouse Square at 50% capacity. So that was 3,000 people. And people were definitely hesitant, of course. It's an outdoor event. We cut out anything that was indoors, whether it was a meeting spot or buses or subways. So we tried to make people feel as comfortable as possible. But of course, people are hesitant. This year, I think people are much more comfortable. They're vaxxed and boosted. And obviously, the threats are still there. But I think people are feeling much more comfortable with social events this year. Are the buses back? The buses are not. We kept it to walking groups um, just because we know there's some hesitation still. Got it. You want to make it safe for everybody and want to encourage people to come. Exactly. Exactly. How have people evolved over the past 10 years? I know you probably have some people that are diehard, hardcore fans that like really bring the candelabras. <laughs> yeah, I think there's been, I mean, obviously it's a, it grows each year in theory, friends of friends inviting friends. So you gain new people each year. And it's always interesting to see that the first year people, how they will elaborately decorate or bring elaborate spreads of food. And then maybe the next year they pare down a little bit because they know they have to carry everything. So um, it's always an interesting mix. And there's people who plan their theme out and plan with their table mates to bring elaborate whether it could also be their outfits too we had a great game of thrones group the year we were in boathouse row so people do go the distance even if they've been returning for um, a bunch of years so it's fun 
What are some of the craziest or most outrageous things that you've seen over the years? I think, you know, seeing people bring like antique furniture, wrought iron chairs and tables to go with, you know, their vintage attire. That was pretty impressive. The Game of Thrones was pretty impressive. I just am always impressed by how many canopies people like will set up over a small table, light fixtures. I've seen, you know, chandeliers. I mean, it's really, people get really creative. We have someone who does an elaborate centerpiece each year. So, um, I'm always impressed with the creativity and the talent of people who attend. And what about you? Why do you do it? I know this is like a volunteer gig for you. (laughs) And even though people might not believe you. you Right. It's definitely a labor of love for sure. I think it started, obviously, I'm a Francophile. I loved seeing the pictures in Paris, but I also love Philadelphia. And there's so many beautiful, beautiful spaces in this city. So much amazing architecture. So I love showing that off. And I love bringing people together and having them experience those new spaces in different ways. And we've always had a great relationship with the city of Philadelphia. Um, We recently received a citation from the mayor's office. Um, Sheila Hess, the city, represented it to us. And that means a lot. It's because there's really been a buy-in from the city from the very beginning. And we're in a unique position here in Philadelphia. Some don't have it that easy or that great of a working relationship. So we value that and we just always want to put on an event that shows off the city in the best way possible. What are some of your biggest challenges that you remember over the years? Some of the biggest problems, some of the biggest things where you're like, oh my gosh. Um, I think anyone who knows us and who's followed us knows that the um, software has posed a problem in the early days crashing. I think the misperception that people were kept out because of uh, you know system crashed that was beyond our control. I think um, people now understand that's not the case, but that definitely posed its problems um, for sure. Have people softened to you? I mean, I know you have <laughs> you have a group that like loves what you do. And then in the beginning, at least, you had a big group that like thought you were exclusive. But have people come around? Um, I, <laughs> I think people have a better understanding of it and have been and understand who can attend and who wants to attend. But definitely, you know, we've had our, our share of, um, you know, haters over the years and those came back this year. So maybe that means we're in a good place. Um, the haters came back this year? Oh yeah. There were some comments after oh, our, comments. yeah, on our articles and stuff about us coming back. So that that's probably means there's a return to normalcy this year. <laughs> What's the most difficult part about putting such a big production like this on? Um, it's you know obviously the weather first and foremost. Picking a spot that um, can accommodate people, that access points, um, you know people can get in and out of easily. Um, safety obviously is a concern. Um, where people are walking from and going to with their cars. I mean. Um, We have to take all of that into consideration. And like I said, we're just very fortunate in this city that there are so many beautiful spaces that we can choose from. Were there any locations that you picked over the years that you thought, hmm, could have done that better? If so, like, what did you learn from those spaces? Well, I definitely, Boathouse Row was a challenge in the number of access points. So, you know, we've definitely acknowledged that as a challenge. And it's not that we wouldn't use a spot that had two access points in the future, but we would configure it differently the way people are entering and exiting because we do weigh using the space and its value to the city and showing it off. But, you know, we learned a lot for how we could have done that 
the entry into that space better. People need to be able to move around. They need to be able to move around. They need to be able to, we have to understand that people, it takes time to filter a lot of people through as they're setting up tables and chairs. So giving them different directions to come in and start that process would have eased the crunch we had in Boathouse Row. So 10 years, what does 10 years mean to you? It's a lot of hard work, a lot of sleepless nights, but a lot of pride. We did our preview party at Macy's and Macy's devoted four windows to 10 designers from the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator, as well as two of the table winners, the grand prize winners of table decorating. And to see that as, you know, those things that being recognized of the impact in the city is really very humbling. It shows that all of our hard work really has been appreciated and has paid off. What are you excited about or most looking forward to this year? I think for people to see the space, definitely. For people to reconnect, we're bringing back planning team members from the original year in addition to guests, like I said, um, performers from past years. So I think it's just going to be a real celebration and highlight of the last 10 years. What hints can you give us about where you'll be and what you'll be showcasing? Um, I think I've given a lot of hints already. Um, I would say that people will be very pleased with the location. And I think they'll be really excited about the different talents that's there. We've asked guests and our volunteers what they've liked in the past and made sure to bring those people back. You've become very well known for this particular event, which you do on your free time, whenever that is, like off. What kind of comments do you get from people? Like, do people come up to you just randomly and like guess a location or give you suggestions? <laughs> um, I think I hear most from people who like develop lifelong friendships, that their best friends came from who they were seated with one year and that they continue to be friends. That's what really I hear the most. I do hear some guesses on locations. I do, um, I was at an event recently where someone heard, you know, um, about the event and handed me a business card and said, I have your location for next year. So that's always really great because um, sometimes locations you think might be not even in play become, you know, possible when people start talking to you. So that's really nice. So you talk about the friendships over the past 10 years. You've also had a lot of engagements at, this is like the engagement location. (laughs) We have had quite a few, none that I know of from last year. And in looking back at pictures, I do wonder where they are now. If they have kids and, um, you know, I know of quite a few people that have been volunteers, that their families have expanded in the time that they've been with us. Um, But yeah, it's always nice to think about where they are now. Yeah, your co-host, Kaylee, she was single, married? Single, yep. Now married, two kids. They were at our preview party donning their little shirts with the date, so they've fallen right into line with the event. Jordan Price, who's on our planning team, just had a, a little baby. So, yeah, we see that firsthand and then hear all the stories as well. How would you sum up the past 10 years? Very fulfilling and gratifying. Very excited to you know show off the city in that many ways throughout 10 years. Is this a staple of Philly now? Like, you've, you hit 10 years. Are you going for 10, 20, 30 more? I don't know. That remains to be seen. I mean, I love it. I would like to think it's a staple of the city, but um, we'll see. We definitely have plans for next year, so take it one year at a time after this. How early do you have to start planning? Oh, we're already thinking about next year's location, so it's um, always in the back of our mind. But as far as getting our planning team together and actually doing the day to day planning. It's usually in April 
for an event in August. And how many people have to be involved to pull this off? Well, it's you know a 10-person planning team. And then, of course, we're so fortunate to work with partners year after year. Feast Rise Catering, Synergetic Sounds, performers that have done the event before. So that makes it really easy to uh, work with people who know the drill. 10 years. All I can say is congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I just, you know, thank you to all of the volunteers who've really made, I mean, this event is impossible with all, without all of their support and help. So big thank you to them. What tips would you give to the people that are coming if they haven't learned throughout the years already or, or the people that might be new? Yeah. Um, so of course, wear sensible shoes for the walk. Of course, this year without busing and subways, people will be on foot. So good shoes, centerpieces and food that's not super heavy. I always advise what you can carry on your shoulders as opposed to using trolleys or carts. Just makes you more nimble and it's just easier to uh, set up everything quickly. You've been to several Dinéon Blancs around the world. Where have you gone? I've gone to Paris twice, um, Montreal a bunch of times, and then, of course, to New York and D.C. and Baltimore and Wilmington. So, yeah, I have a, a few goals. I would love to do you know, South Africa, Sydney, but travel has kind of been at a standstill for me the last couple of years. But I'd like to revisit those goals. And you're in charge of Atlantic City, too? Yes. Are you coming back to Atlantic City? Is that, like, in the works, or you don't know yet? No, we don't know yet. But um, it, the city's very receptive to it. Um, the mayor's great, and the, the city's very supportive. So we'll see. Natanya DeBona, thank you so much. Where, where can people get more information? On our website, which is philadelphia.deneonblanc. That's D-I-N-E-R-E-N-B-L-A-N-C.com. And can we see all the pictures from all over the world there, too? On the international site, you can. Danaeonblanc.com. Natanya, thank you so much. And congratulations. Thank you so much. I just got to say, you know, double digits. Yes, yes, double digits. Um, And you were there at the first. So I'll be looking forward to hearing what you think about this year's location. I remember seeing you at the street festival on Washington Avenue where you were first like explaining what was going on. As a person, you know, reported that there's a food segment. I was like, what is this? This sounds like a great story. And you're like, there were a lot of questions. There was a lot of like, let me explain how it's done. Yeah, we recently posted a picture from that event. And yeah, we were just taking to the streets and we were partnering with Jose Garces that year for catering. So they let us set up um, at night market next to the taco truck. And we just put up a little white table and gave people information about it. So yeah, the, the grassroots efforts. Kim, and now you're still on the streets, even when you hold your events. Yeah. We are. We are. Yes, it's still grassroots. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe it's been 10 years. No, I can't either. <laughs> well, congratulations, Natanya. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.